Hi, Joe Burns here. Thanks for listening to the Brisbane Heat podcast. In our latest episode, my former Heat teammate Chris Hartley is in the hosting chair where he catches up with our captain and Kiwi recruit Brendan McCullum ahead of the start of the BBL season. Enjoy. I spent a fair bit of time out in the middle of this ground and I always thought the best place to watch was from behind the stumps. But sitting here in the, uh, the Queensland Cricketers Club with, uh, with you, Brendan, it's not a bad place to watch, but I reckon uh, for BBL 07, sitting up the other end from you might be the best place to watch the game. So welcome to Brisbane. It's great to have you back. Thanks, Huds. Yeah, it looks good. A couple of 4Xs up here in the cricketers. They're going to be perfect spot, but uh, so. yeah. no, we look forward to it, actually. Really excited about the season ahead, I think. We've got a slightly more mature squad as well this year. Um, guys, we've got some games in the guys last year, and you got some big expectations for us this year. Yeah, and uh, I mean, going into any tournament, I mean, players are competitive. The main reason you're out there is to win. Um, last year, a little bit short, semi-finals. Obviously, the plan this year is uh, to go bigger and better. Yeah, look, we were close last year. Eh? That super over, you know, you can go either way with that. But what I was most delighted with was the style of play, the way that the guys, they gravitated towards both Dan and, and Bondi and myself, you know, our um, ethos, I guess. And I think it marries up nicely with what um, the Heat as a franchise are trying to do off the field as well. So there's a real consistency with, with um, I guess, our, our soul of, of what we're trying to be as a, as a creating franchise. And um, you know, that's all you can ask for, a consistent style of play, which your public and your fans can resonate with and can enjoy. And what we're trying to achieve is aggressive cricket, trying to hit sixes with the bat, try and take wickets with the ball and be as dynamic as you can in the field and do it with a smile on your face. And I thought last year we did that. We didn't quite get the lollies, but, um, but at least we made some strides. And hopefully this year is, is, uh, is a year we can take another step. And uh, you've only just flown in, very very fresh back to Brisbane. But... Um, Big news, re-signed, extended the contract, and uh, you know you've you've travelled all around the world, played in all sorts of different places, but uh, there, there must be something about Brisbane, second home almost. Yeah, well, I really I love um, being a part of the Heat. I think you know Brisbane itself is a great place to be. Um, obviously, you get the opportunity to play in front of Full House at the Gabba, bat on what I think is the best cricket wicket for T20 in the world, um, but also like the Heat for me, just everything I how I like to play the game of cricket um, marries up with the same values that, that the Heat have and, and also for me a bit of family as well like my, my wife's from Lismore so she's not too far from here and it's a great opportunity for us to spend six, seven weeks a year over here and just um, you know invest some time in, in the other side of the family and, and just really sink our teeth into I guess Australian or Brisbane lifestyle You um, well known throughout your career, I guess, for your attacking style with the bat, but also as a captain. And you talk about that's the way that the Heat want to play. Um, can you give us a bit of an idea about the origins of where that came from? You know, you obviously you developed it through your career, you know, right down to the, the very last test match you played. Um, and it was something that was synonymous with your name. Um, how, how is that, you know, where, where did that originate? And, and how do you keep, you know, trying to perpetuate that in all the different teams you play for? Yeah, look, it's a really good question because um, there's probably no real definitive moment. I think it was just a, it evolved over the course of my career. I think you know if I look back to my, the early stages of my life when I started, um, you know, playing cricket, it was, to me it was always about you're trying to hit the ball, you're trying to take catches, you're trying to take wickets when you're in the backyard or you're playing, you know, in your in your hallway. And and I think over time, you you kind of lose that a little bit because you start fearing. Um, what if that doesn't work out? Um, am I going to get dropped? Am I going to 
you know, um, am I going to feel the wrath of the coach or the public or whatever? And, and you start to lose a little bit of the innocence of why you started playing the game in the first place and why it was always fun. And I guess I was lucky enough that because I played for a long period of time, um, I was able to almost come full circle. And then I got that that um, youthfulness and that enthusiasm back and I just wanted to really play the game in the same for the same reasons that I started playing for playing and I said I wrote a book not long ago and I said in the book like when you're young you wake up in the morning on a sad day you pull back the curtains and you hope hope like hell that it's not raining whereas a lot of the time during your career, career I think because of the pressures you pull back the curtains you kind of hope it is raining <laughs> and so I just tried to get back that just that enjoyment of playing the game and and to me, that was always played in an aggressive manner. And so now, as a guy who's been around for a while and is um, leading teams around the world, or having the, the um, you know, the uh, the ability to be involved in leadership of teams, you want to go, give guys freedom. And I think you know, you see the the way that a lot of guys react. And I look look back to last year and some of the young kids in our team just a smile on their face that they were actually allowed to go out there and express themselves and no repercussions as such about um, the results which they did as long as they're trying to do the right thing and buy into um, you know that aggressive nature that we're trying to play and, and that gives me the most amount of satisfaction and I think it, it, it's quite a nice brand of cricket to play too. Yeah I think it's a it's a great point you you bring up it's it's you know, players, when you first get on the scene, there's no expectations, so you, you do play with that flair and freedom, and then you start to have an understanding of what it's about, and you sometimes play within yourself, but um, how, how do you how do you actually convey that message? So, that's obviously a mindset that, you know, you've, you've um, you know, had, and it's it's become part of, you know, the, the DNA of your play, and, and some of the teams that you are a part of, but how would you actually convey that message to a, a young Marnus or a young Matt Renshaw, who's, you know, he's going to have expectations, he hasn't been in the test side, he, he you know, he's had a taste there. So those mental challenges that come along in the game, is it through your actions? Because obviously the, the crowd and players see it the way you play. It's very obvious the way the way you play. But do you also speak about it in the dressing rooms? You know, what's the way you get that message through? Yeah, I think first and foremost you've got to live it yourself. If you're going to preach it to, to everyone that you're going to play with, it's freedom. You can't go out there and and be uh, be too hung up yourself. You've got to get out there and try and express yourself as well. And, and also just be... I think emotionally be very controlled too because I think there's so many ups and downs in this game and you're going to fail more times than you succeed in T20. So you need to be emotionally very level. And, and I think once people realise that and they see that you are there, even if you miss out once, twice, three times during the season, they start to they start to understand that the message that you are delivering, you're actually living yourself as well. Um, one of the things I try and do as well is, along with Dan as coach, is, is build good relationships within the group too and try and enjoy yourself off the field whether it's in the change room or whether you're on tour and you know you might be headed off to Adelaide, go and have a game of golf and maybe go out for a feed with the guys. Just break down some of those barriers that that's probably archaic thinking in, in our in our game. That uh, if you're a senior player, then the junior players have to respect you and you and you have the right to to boss them around. It's not like that. You got to earn the respect of the guys, and and once you build those relationships with them, then that respect is in existence anyway. And then that that's when. Now, the messages that you're trying to convey about playing free and enjoying yourself actually resonate with those guys as well. So of those young guys, who uh, have you got any expectations or any thoughts on who might you know, do something special this year? Or we've got an overseas player who's coming in who's pretty special and I know you, uh, you rate him pretty highly. Who are you sort of thinking might, um, you know, without putting any, any, any undue pressure on, but who, do, who, do you, who are you hoping um, can really, really shine this, uh, this season? Yeah, look, I think there's a few guys um, who played last year who will, 
we'll see them develop even more this year. I think Mitchell Sweepson, he's obviously now representing Australia as well. Um, but I think last year was a real breakout year for him. He, In my opinion, he was the best bowler through those middle overs in the competition. He allowed us to attack at the same time as holding up an end. I think he's set for a big year. I think guys will try and play him slightly differently as well, which would be a great challenge for him. Um, Shadab Khan, obviously, he's a young guy, young Pakistani, um, one of our overseas players. He is an absolute excitement machine. He's a young kid. He's got, he's got a real mature head on his shoulders. He understands the game really well, bats, bowls and fields brilliantly, and I think the, the Brisbane crowd will certainly warm to him. Um, but I think Sam has, has it as well. He, he didn't get many opportunities last year, but he's a guy who I... Who I think has sat back and he's and he's watched guys like Chris Lynn, um, and he's just he's been able to to work out in his own time um, how some of the best players in the world go about dominating games of cricket, and and he has the skills to do it. And I think with um, the maturity which will hopefully come his way through through being involved in the squad and watching those guys for for uh, for a few years, I think he could have a big season as well. And, um, but I think as well the the uh, for us it's the experienced guys need to stand up too. We've got some, some very very good cricketers in our in our side. Chris Lynn is obviously one of the biggest, well, one of the the most sought after commodities in the world, and quite rightly, um, you know, Ben Cutting last year was good. I think this year he can be great, and we've got a couple other guys as well who can stand up. You obviously mentioned Linny, the 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 other Bash brother. How did um you know how did You've obviously got a lot of experience, and, and so that, those types of pressures that come on externally, um, you know, you, you know how to, to manage them. That was something that sort of came up last year. This, this, um, you know, the moniker given to, to you and uh, you and Linny and the Bash brothers, and this expectation that every time you two went out in the middle, something was just going to happen. It's, um, I mean, it's so exciting, and the crowd love it, and I think it's, it's brilliant. What, what sort of, um, what are the sort of things you talk to Linny about this year, where, where his game can go, and do you, do you try and manage him in any way or is he the type of player that you just let let loose and, and just see what happens? Yeah, look, I think first and foremost the when we go out to bat and the expectation that something could happen, something will happen, whether it's we, <laughs> whether we get out or whether we hit it for six, yeah. uh, you know, we are going to go out there and try and advance the game and if they're good enough to stand up and 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 uh, better us on the day, then fair play. But you've got to back yourself with guys who play with that freedom and we can turn games and short period of time so we've got to try and remain authentic to that um, in terms of Linny look, I've got an immense amount of respect for Linny as, not just as a cricketer but for what he's been through as well like, the amount of injuries that he's had have been significant and to continue to overcome those and remain authentic to how he wants to play the game is is amazing um, You know, for me as well as captain he's a huge leader within the group I lean, lean on him a lot both on the field and also off it too um, he plays the game in a, an aggressive mindset, very similar to myself, and he has a deep affection for Brisbane and Queensland and, and the Brisbane Heat. So, um, you know, he's a guy who is effectively the heart and soul of our lineup, and he's also maturing as a person. Um, you know, I think guys are looking to him more as as someone they can confide in as a leader as well, rather than holding up on a pedestal. And I think his impact is not just what he does on the field but it's what he does within the change room and the freedom he gives guys as well. So um, even if he doesn't perform at the absolute benchmark, which he set himself, which is very high this year, I think he will, but even if he doesn't, 
the impact he's making off the field will give us a great opportunity to go deep in this tournament. Yeah. You mentioned Ben Cutting before. He's he's had, you know, some um, amazing performances in, in different forms, but hasn't really probably been as consistent as he would have liked, perhaps last year the same. Um, you know, you've got some young bowlers. Is, is Cutsy going to sort of need to take on that sort of leadership role or or is it, or has it become more of a tactical thing about using bowlers in different ways? Because obviously you've got resources at your disposal as a captain and sometimes you've got to be inventive and you can only work with what you've got. Um, there's some real raw pace, but maybe a bit of inexperience. So is that something Cutsy can help out with in, in that space? Yeah, I think yeah, you make another good point. I, I think for Cutsy, to me, I, I see him as a guy who can change a game with bat in hand. Um, I think he, and we'll try and give him more opportunities to do that this year as well. Um, and from a bowling point of view, I think because he is so tall and his, he's always going to be slightly inconsistent with his execution, but he can also change a game with the ball in hand. So we've got to give him that freedom to do so. What I want to see from Cutsy is another step forward in terms of taking on um, the the freedom to be able to get hit over your head for six if you're trying to do something which is going to change the game for us as a bowling group as well. And if he does that, he has a strong presence um, you know, around the group as well and guys will gravitate towards him because of that. So you know, this could be a big year for him as well, not just with bat in hand but with ball in hand as well. Mm. Do you, um, you know, do you, coming, coming into, say, your analysis of oppositions, do you, is, is there particular um, players that you'll, you'll um, work, work your game plan around tactically? Um, do, you, do you tend to um, just, uh, you know, go on the fly in a game? What's sort of the, what's sort of the method of, of your captaincy in, in 2020 cricket? Obviously, you need to be flexible. Um, do you have many plans and you just go to them or you just work it out as you go? Well, I'm very, very lucky that I've got, I think, the best bowling coach in the world. I think Shane Bond, you know, the guys that I've seen, um, he is outstanding in that in that role. And he's very meticulous, he's very well planned, very well researched. and um, But he also doesn't uh, throw it down the throats of the guys as well. He allows them to, he gives them the information and then um, gives them an opportunity to digest that in their own way. He comes up with a number of plans. He does a lot of that league work behind the scenes. Um, so that for me... I know that my bowling group, our bowling group, has is planned, and they are well, well um, they're ready for what they're going to come up against, and then it allows myself as captain to remain reasonably instinctive as well, almost as a bit of a backup um, for the guys. So that's how we like to work it. Um, I think the bowlers like that too, because ultimately they're learning then too. I think you've got to learn to develop yourself. You've got to learn to coach yourself. You've got to learn to to know what buttons you need to push yourself so that as you develop as a cricketer and, and you go to these different teams and different environments, you're self-sufficient in how you go about it. And that's that's the environment you try and create. So the last thing they need is me telling them exactly what I need them to bowl in each ball because then your robots, you're not learning and, and that's not the environment you're trying to create, especially if you're preaching a free and, and, and or a carefree environment that, uh, that wants to play aggressive cricket. So you're very lucky with the sports staff we've got. And Dan as well, obviously, um, very intelligent man. Not just because he wears glasses, but because because he's um, you know he's a very very intelligent uh, man and, and an excellent coach, and we've got a good support staff that help out those bowlers behind the scenes. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit more about Dan's coaching style? You're very um, laid back when the pressure's on. Um, very well planned. Um, gives guys freedom. Very consistent with his messages as well. Um, trainings are are always um, about servicing what you need. Um, yourself to be able to be ready for a game. Um, he's 
built a good support staff around him, one that he, he has total confidence in as well, um, which I think is essential for a coach, especially a T20 coach or a franchise coach. Um, and a guy who's obviously been a part of the heat, so he understands um, what what it is that drives um, you know the, the Queensland or the, the Brisbane culture. And um, yeah, He's been outstanding. I love working with him. He's a very good friend of mine as well, but we also have a robust relationship which we can... Um, you know, debate the merits of, of either one's point and come up with what is right for the team um, and make the decision and then make it work. And um, you obviously were involved with the Heat from the very start when, when the Big Bash League was launched. Um, <laughs> I know I've got some pretty vivid memories from, uh, from that clash at, uh, at the SCG um, early on and, and, um, and Brett Lee and, and that sort of stuff. And I think... I think um, one of the values of Queenslanders and, and certainly the Brisbane culture is about that toughness and um, you know copping one and then <laughs> and then uh, and telling our physio no no I'm sweet I'll get back out there and going back out and, and continuing to bat I think uh, everyone everyone got a great uh, insight into obviously the way you, the way you play and one of those characteristics that you have but um, how how have you seen the actual T20 game and probably more so the Big Bash League evolve since BBL one I mean we know we know from TV ratings and from crowds and, and just the entertainment factor, number one, the cricket itself just gets better and better. What have you sort of seen in that time, um, you know, over, over that sort of period that where it might have changed? Yeah, look, it's, it's been an amazing journey, really, for a tournament, which is still pretty young when you sort of think of major tournaments around the world, but the impact that it's had, I think the franchises have got a real identity about them. I think, you know, you know, when you play Perth, you know how Perth's going to play. When you play the stars, you know how they're going to play when teams play against us. And I think that's very hard to get in a short space of time. And I think, you know, for me, the Big Bash is the greatest competition, T20 competition in the world because the schedule is, um, allows guys to be able to be at their best for every game. Um, there's a little bit more space in between games than some tournaments around the world. You're playing on great wickets. You're playing in front of big crowds. The production of the competition is outstanding as well. And it's celebrated. You turn up and for six, seven weeks, you are part of a carnival. And it's, and the enthusiasm that that gives you as a cricketer and the, the positive vibes that it gives you to go out there and play your best, it drives you to better performance because it's such a positive environment to be around. And, and I take my hat off to, to the guys who have, have been instrumental in the development of the Big Bash over a short period of time because, you know, it could have, it could have been just another T20 league, but they've made it what it is today which is just incredibly significant mm. and you play a number of different t20 tournaments around the world so you reckon the, the big bash league is the is the best going around yeah i think it is look the ipl is it's different because you got four overseas players and yeah. you're playing in different conditions and big crowds and that's that's a big show in itself you know it's great to be a part of but i think in terms of um because of the schedule i think as well it allows guys to play a game have a couple of days off be fresh be ready be ready to go again and then you play so you're always playing at the top on um, the very sort of uh, top of your performance yeah. and, and I think the wickets help too they're always very consistent and they because they're high scoring games they ask players to be free they push the envelope they also ask bowlers to have to find a, find a way to go about it looking back over your international career obviously um, you know highlight after highlight and, and so many things you could list list along the way is there anything in particular that you hold dearly? I mean, it, it's I know myself when I finished reflecting on a career, um, 
you know, there are lots of things and, and there's certain things that might stand out a little bit more and, and it not, might not necessarily be an obvious one. Um, is there anything looking back over your career that, um, you know, meant a little bit more to you than just a number or, or, a, or an achievement? Was there anything that stood out? Uh, from a number point of view, it never really motivated me. Hearts was sort of... and. I mean, it should because, to a degree, you know, that's what you that's what you judged on. But I always, for me, I just wanted to play cricket. I wanted to be a part of a team. I wanted to have a good time. The camaraderie is what I what got me into the game in the first place. Um, and I always just wanted to to try and go out there and, and take on games, if you know what I mean. And stats didn't with the average, what have you average? It just it doesn't go on your gravestone. It's sort of, but you know people remember you for the person you were and the team man that you were and that was how I always wanted to play the game and I was very fortunate when I became captain that um, we went through a position uh, a period of change which I think we developed an environment where we had a group of people who played the game for those same with those same characteristics and that was really special and to be able to have been a part of developing that was significant for me um, I love Test cricket. Some of the memories of Test cricket were absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, there's a couple of individual highlights, but for me, the 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 greatest, what encapsulated, I guess, everything I wanted as a cricketer and to be the environment that I wanted to be a part of, the World Cup was absolutely amazing. The ride that we went on the, it changed the perception of cricket in our country, and We'll see the benefits of that in years to come when those impressionable kids, 10, 12, 14 years of age, um, were, were captivated by what we were able to achieve in that World Cup. And yeah, we didn't win it, but kind of didn't matter. Like what we, the way we played, um, the people we were, the um, the values that we held strong, and uh, the way that the country got on behind us and, and appreciated the cricket that we played and the people we were. Um, that to me was the highlight of being involved over a number of years of cricket yeah it's funny I, I was sort of the, the thing that stands out for me and I was always a big fan of watching the way you played and I think when you have played a long time you do understand what you're talking about which is the numbers will come and go and the, and the different things will happen but it's playing it true to yourself and I think the the, the, the finale to the test career just to me was brilliant because <laughs> because it because it was sort of this you know you, you became known for playing that way and taking on the Aussies and doing what you did in that last game with that fastest hundred um, just uh, that that was I think something that um, that as a player that's that's what opposition players will respect when players do play true to themselves and and I guess what's what's great for the Heat fans and. Um, players is that's you know that's obviously the way you want to want to captain the side and play the side uh, play your cricket and and teach the Brisbane players how to do that um, I think that's going to be very exciting for um, you know for the team going forward and I know early on you know that's what the Heat was always trying to do play a bit different play a bit you know play exciting play a brand of cricket that there's a result at the end but you know, but it's it's actually about how you do it, um, and I think um, you know we certainly saw a lot of young players really thriving on that last year, and that's a challenge for you to, to keep pushing that forward. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's where you've got to be so strong in your belief that this is how you want you know you want your team to be able to to run, and and that's that's why I still play these tournaments around the world because you can have impacts on teams like that, and you know I remember that that last Test match was. I remember sitting there watching. We're three down, or two down for not many, and the wicket was pretty green. I turned around and beat Jay Watlin, and I was like, "Mate, so I will not be able to live with myself if I get out there and I, I die in the hole." You know, <laughs> I don't. I'm not. 
I don't remain authentic to what I've preached and the way I've tried to play. So that was why I went out there and tried to play like that. And, you know, I came off on the day, but it almost didn't matter. Like, even if I got out first ball, if I tried, if I was doing it in the manner that I wanted to, then that, that's what you can, you can be happy with that. And that's, that's what we'll try and do with the heat again this year is, so then when you walk into the change room after a game, you know that you've played how you wanted to, whether mother cricket's on your side, whether someone's good enough to stand up to you and, and overcome you know, your mindset and your skill. As long as you can go in there and say, lads, we've put it all out on the table today, we played in the manner we wanted to, they were good, they were too good, or things didn't go away, you can be happy. And when you walk out of the ground content that you've, you've played that way, then it's very hard to argue with. It's a great insight because sometimes people on this side of the fence won't won't understand why a player might play a certain shot or, or, or try a type of delivery, but understanding that there's an actual style and, and, a, and a method to what's going on, because a lot of the time a crowd will see a result and that's and that's what they sort of think you know the, the players are driven by, but uh, to get that insight into the reasoning behind why a player might try a particular shot at a particular time... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of people on this side of the fence sometimes see that, but um, it's something, you know, by the sounds of it, Brisbane fans will start getting used to because there is a consistency in the way you're trying to play every game. Yeah, and I think it's important we we say as well that it's not kamikaze-type cricket. Yeah. There's still methods and plans and systems which you put in place, and you've still got to earn the right to be aggressive. But um, I guess if in doubt, take the aggressive option. And if you, if you do that, then you're going to... You're going to serve yourself pretty well. Trust your instincts and make decisions which you think are best for your team at that mo- at that point in time. But it's a matter of you're trying to free guys up when the pressure's at its highest, and that's that's kind of the ethos that we're talking about. And when you use this language a lot and you and you're consistent with um, your your method, then it starts to resonate with guys, and they start to when the pressure is on, they start to see clarity and and how they go about it because they're no longer fearful of what if it doesn't go right and that's that's I guess the overarching um, theory behind it and obviously there'll be plenty of action on the field through the next six or seven weeks but um, as you say you want to try and freshen up in between games what is uh, what is Brisbane and freshening up away from games look like for you and, and your family well plenty of golf I have got the family over so I'm gonna to have to balance family time with golf time but it's very important for a team that you, that you play golf together um, as I'll be telling my wife but uh, we've got a couple of I'm a big horse racing man as well and the Magic Million sales are on at the Gold Coast so I'll get a couple of days down there um, as well we normally stay at Broad Beach and just it's really nice middle of the tournament it's a bit of a freshen up for us too um, I've always been a big advocate if you live your life even though the pressure's on and you're playing games you've still got to live your life and just enjoy yourself And um, because when cricket does stop your life carries on so you've got to know how to live with that too so um, while we're here, we'll try and do that. Bit of golf, spend a lot of time with the family, bit of horse sales, just a lot of time with the teammates and, and try and get out and, and see a little bit of Brisbane again. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's only a couple of days away. You still get nerves for the first first tournament opener, the first game? I wouldn't say nerves. I'd say excitement because, you know, I, I look forward to playing cricket now. Like Every game, it's an opportunity to go and enjoy yourself, express yourself. You never know when it's going to finish. So while I'm still fit enough and, and, and in demand, I guess, enough to be able to have these opportunities, I, I look forward to it. And also I can, I've played long enough where you can handle the bad days. So the excitement's there rather than the nerves as such. I get nerves, nervous for other people at times because you, you want to see them do well and you know how hard they worked and how much it means to them. 
so you want to see them do well. But yeah, I mean, there'll be a little bit of nerves because you want you want your team to do really well too. Well, I've spent a bit of time away from uh, the cricket field, so I'm very excited about Wednesday night. I'm probably going to be more nervous than half the players. It's it's it's, um, it's a great time of year. I think I think the the Brisbane fans will turn out in in their numbers and. Um, you know we're very much looking forward to to what you can do and and what the team can do and and um and, and what bbl 07 has for the brisbane heat but thanks for joining us appreciate your time given you've only just got into the city and you're going to be preparing but um enjoy mate and we uh, look forward to to watching what you can come up with uh and the, and the team can come up with this summer good man thanks, thanks, thanks Hass. Cheers. Much appreciate it